Welcome to Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors, but don't worry, we're not going to preach. Nah, we think the best conversations happen on a canoe, especially ours. So whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. Annoyed River. How do we handle being annoyed? This probably should have been our first river, Jordan. (laughs) Why why do you think that? Because we annoy people? Yeah, and to prove it, we're bringing our wives into the canoe again, and they are bringing a list of things that Jordan and I do that annoy them. You texted actually both of our wives and me this last week saying, hey, bring a list of your annoyances, and I was like, This is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be great. Come on, St- stick with our ladies. Oh. Will be joining soon, but first, we've got the word of the river. This river's word is fopology. Say it with us now. Fopology. Muy bien. Fopology is a fake apology. So anyone ever say to you, "I'm sorry if that hurt you." Oh, that's a fopology. Oh, yeah. that's not an apology. Don't ever use a fopology or we will kick you out of this canoe. But next time someone does use a faux-pology to you, you can just say, you know what, that's a faux-pology. And they will think you are so cool and actually apologize. Coming up, annoyed river. But Junior, before our wives come on and tell the canoe about how annoying we are, we need to talk about what annoys us. Yes, what sinks my boat. What buffers my video. What sands my Bernie. What chaps my... Junior, you want to know what totally sinks my boat? Tell me. Seatbelt reminders. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Listen, if I haven't ding, put it on. Ding, ding, oh, <laughs> If I haven't put it on, stop reminding me to. Amen. Your annoying dinging isn't going to make me coward to your power trip of trying to make me feel safe. Yeah, you know what? Proverbs 21.9 says, Better to live on the corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. If Solomon had a car, it would also say, better to walk than share a car with a nagging seatbelt reminder. And if you're thinking, hey, just put your seatbelt on. No, this is how they win. Yeah, if we want to live on the edge, we should be able to live on the edge without the dinging. Is the seatbelt reminder a law? I don't know. But that reminds me, Jordan. You know what else sinks my boat? The government. By the way, before you write us, you should wear your seatbelt. Yeah. It's a good thing. It is. I wear my seatbelt unless I have to pee. Then it's the worst, having to pee and listening to that thing dinging. I wonder if it's like that Pavlov's Law. You oh, know, yeah. the dogs salivate every time they hear a bell. Yeah. yeah. You hear the seatbelt ding, and then you <laughs> automatically have to pee. <laughs> That'd be a fun test. It might come in handy when I get old and struggle to pee. What, is that even a thing? That when you get old, you like can't pee as easy? I, I, I think so. I mean, uh, so one guy told me that. He was a stranger in the bathroom. And uh, I had to pee next to him, and he didn't start for quite a while, like until I was washing my hands. And then he said something about getting old. Or maybe he was just shy. He pee shy. He I couldn't. don't know. If a guy breaks guy code and talks in the bathroom, he can't be very shy. <laughs> That's true. Okay, we should probably move on. Yeah, we should. Because we got some ladies returning to the canoe. Yeah, they've got their list of things that we do that annoy them, which they were far too excited to make. Still don't know why we're doing this, but Junior Lindsay came in first last time. So let's bring Nicole in. Give her that intro. Here she comes, my baby's mama. She's the juice to my box, the chap to my stick, the hot to my dog. Wait, 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 wait. hold up. 
You know what would be good? Let, let's start over. We should introduce them using the verses from Song of Solomon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to get hot in here. Hit it. Her eyes are like doves. Hair like flocks of goats. (laughs) Her teeth like newly shorn sheep. None of them are missing. Her cheeks are like slices of pomegranate. Her thighs are like an orchard. And the next thing I can't say, it's Nicole Ziegler. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm adding another thing to my list. Those pomegranate cheeks are quite red. Yes, they are. <laughs> All right, Nicole, let's let's get into it. I know you. I know this is going to be really hard for you, but do you have any annoyances of Junior? Like, uh, he's supposed to be a communicator. His major was in communications, Great and communicator. he communicates as a job, but he can't communicate at home. He never puts anything on the calendar. Frequently, things will just pop up, and you'll be like, oh, I'm gone, and by the way, you're supposed to be with me tonight, or... He'll send a text, and I literally have to ask him to, like, reword it because I don't understand what he's saying. Okay, that's true. I also hate the grocery list. You guys ever oh, yeah. fight about that at grocery list? Like, you don't put something on the grocery list? If it's on the list, you get it. Wow. I know what I'm putting on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Some pomegranates. <laughs> Some pomegranates, baby. Okay, another one is it's a scientific fact. Women can get way more dishes into a dishwasher than men. Ooh, Junior's bad at loading it? No, she's just super... I mean, so he's really good in that he unloads it every morning, but when he loads it, I, I pretty much have to unload the whole thing and reload it so it actually gets washed, and surprisingly, I can get way more stuff in there. If that's, they fit, yeah, they fit. That's annoying, but I would not say that's a gender thing because I'm fin- my wife's terrible at loading the dishwasher. I load it with pristine Tetris power. She just throws it in there like a hodgepodge of meatloaf. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Honestly, Nicole, Junior's looking pretty good here. My wife's about to come on and make me look terrible. So give me something that really just annoys you. Okay. So a more serious one, and he's gotten better about it, but there used to be a tendency where every single time I left the house for any reason, I'd get a text. So like I'd go out and go for a run. So the one hour I get to myself a day and it would be the kids didn't clean up their toys. Like I'm 10 minutes in. And I hear that the kids didn't clean up their toys or so he would like annoy you like while you have your free time, he would like interrupt. Yes. Oh like it's not word. my only. He would interrupt your ol- only time alone. Yes. I was communicating. And <laughs> it's not only my responsibility to make sure the kids clean up after them. Okay. Well, hold You're on. Right. Hold on. They're, they have How Nicole's like all about organization in our house. If the, ki- if the toys are out and I put them away, I always get like in trouble. I put them away wrong. Just like the dishwasher. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm going to text you. During your, your time, I shouldn't text you. Wow. You know what? That's so annoying. You're terrible, Junior. <laughs> or on Monday morning. So I work every Monday. My job's a little stressful, but it would never fail. I'd get a text complaining about how we need to do a toy pur- purge. Oh, yeah. Because he went into the playroom on Monday morning yeah. and saw toys and was like, we need to throw away all the toys in the playroom. The kids need one box and one box of toys only. And it's like, dude, I'm at work. I really don't care how many toys the kids have right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. So his minimalism is kind of annoying. That's good. What else? Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> all right. Well, in all seriousness, how do you get over this? I mean, some some of those are pretty annoying. So what do you do? How do you get over that? Uh, well, one way is I try to always just speak well of my husband. Like when we're 
out with girlfriends and stuff and other people and it just helps to change my heart and focus on his good qualities instead of all of his bad qualities because in the end we all have bad qualities and it's just easier to see them in your spouse than it is to see them in yourself that's good so when you're out with people you just say you know what i'm gonna make a rule i'm not talking bad about my husband yeah because uh, I, well, I think that's pretty rare, though. A oh, lot totally. of times, you know, like yeah, we're talking like get together, yeah. husbands that get together, and it's just like this bee fest. We're saying like that's an easy thing. No, yeah, that yeah. that's a really rare and a precious thing. So, Junior, wow, you have a, an awesome wife, and you're annoying. Yeah, I am. Thanks, babe. We're kicking you out of the canoe. Okay, Nicole's gone. We got to bring Lindsay into the canoe. Jordan, give her the intro. Song of Solomon style. Song of Solomon style. Oh yeah, hit it. Her lips are as sweet as nectar. Her neck is as beautiful as the Tower of David. Oh, baby. Honey and milk are under her tongue. Yikes. Her Lindsay Machunga. Okay, it's great to have Lindsay back in the canoe. Lindsay, welcome in. Thanks for having me. I, I cannot wait to hear this list. So I'm not really sure if I have a lot of pet peeves or Jordan is just extra annoying. I, it's, it might be extra annoying. I can't wait for these, Lindsay. I'm going to be on your team. First one, he doesn't worry or get stressed about anything. Oh. Is this, are we talking about my good traits? Because <laughs> that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, why, so why is this annoying, Lindsay? It's just annoying because then I feel like I have to do all the stressing and all the worrying. Ah, for the both of you. Yes. Like, I check the doors at night. I go over the budget weekly. Like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Is he kind of a hippie? Or you could listen to Jesus and just not worry with me. Is it to a fault? I think so. A okay. little bit. <laughs> Jordan rolls his eyes. All right. Let's, let's hit number two. What's number two? All right. Number two. He never turns anything off. Oh, okay. That would kill me. Yes. Like, I go in the basement. There's a random light on. Yeah, he no way. leaves his bedside fan on every every day, uh, coffee maker, everything. He just he doesn't. Turn Why it do you do this? Because I don't really care about the planet. <laughs> 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 no, listen. I turn the I do leave the lights on. Okay, but then again, God is light. Yeah, Lindsay, do you hate God? And also, I hate wasting money. <laughs> so you make your wife worry about the budget, and then you leave in all the lights on to drive up the electric. No, everything is all LED now. It's all fine. That we save money. <laughs> What's number three on this list? Actually, I can't decide. There's a few. <laughs> Okay, what's worse? A wet towel on the bed, doesn't clean up when he does dishes, or... Wait, what do you mean doesn't clean up when he does dishes? Or sorry, he doesn't clean up when he's cooking. So, like, when he cooks, I, like, he, I clean up as I go. He just makes a whole mess in the kitchen. And then when he's done, there's everything done. What she's saying is my wife use, she uses one pan to cook. I put together a buffet, so I'm using, like, eight pans at a time. Okay. And now he leaves his towel on the bed. His wet towel. Wow. In our bed. Wow. I don't remember that one. I believe it. I just don't remember it. <laughs> All right. Last one. I'm getting sick of this. All right. So Joran, you know, reads the Bible a lot and he'll ask people, you know, what's what stood out to you? But he mixes the word stood and stuck and he says, what stuck out to you? <laughs> yeah. What stuck out to you? What stuck, stuck out? out stuck. is not a word. <laughs> stuck out is, is we, a word. We should add that into Urban Dictionary. Yeah. What stuck out to you? <laughs> That's not a word. All right. So Lindsay... How do you deal with these annoyances? Would you like me to answer this one for you? Through incredible sex. <laughs> I think for me, it's just accepting who he is. And okay. if I'm not, if I don't like it, then just, I'll just clean it myself. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Jordan, anything you want to say to your wife before kicking her out? Don't forget to turn the light off. <laughs> 
All right, Jordan, it's that time. We got to get into canoes. Climate change lockdowns. Wow. I don't know if it's true. Okay. I think it may be a conspiracy. All right. I hope there, so. There is talk of modeling this after the COVID-19 lockdowns. Okay. Where instead of staying home, you can't drive and you okay. can't fly. So you're like and, saving the planet. And you can't eat meat. No meat. That's terrible. That sounds worse than any COVID-19 <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. You know, I don't want to comment on like climate change lockdowns because at the end of the day, nobody really cares about our opinion. But we do get questions a lot. At least I do as a pastor of like, hey, when it comes to climate and the planet where, where should the we whales. be as christians yeah how, how should we respond to that as yeah. christians and the fact of the matter is is that when god created the earth he called it good and the earth is beautiful i mean i love nature i love hiking i love getting out in uh, nature i hate seeing nature ruined and and god gave man dominion and said i want you to take care of the of, of the earth and so that is on us at the same time, there is this thin line between taking care of what God gave us versus also worshiping creation over creator. Yeah, instead of Father God, it's Mother Earth. Yeah, or Mother Nature. Mother Nature. Yeah. Which we think in all of us, there's a tendency to worship the physical. And God yeah. warned us of that. He said, you're going to be drawn to worshiping the material, which you can't see, but I've called you to worship something you can't see. Right, right. So again, there's this line between we want to take care of the earth that God made. It is a beautiful place. At the same time, we don't want to worship it. Yeah, and don't live in fear. That's my. Yes. That, that'd be the yeah, only other thing yeah. I'd say. The Washington Post actually reported that because of climate change, that there wouldn't be any snow in the West Mountains. Wow. It may vanish for years at a time. Well, the headline didn't age very well because only days later, it started to snow and <laughs> snow and snow. There's a crazy picture going around Twitter. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> it's this highway, and the walls are... Probably 30 feet of snow. Right, right. I so, mean, so with this, there's that element of God steps in and, and God ultimately is in control. Yeah, I mean. And we can ruin things and we do ruin things, but there's still that element of we trust God. Yeah, and there's a, the rainbow. God put the rainbow as a sign that he wouldn't flood the earth. I take that to mean he was not going to destroy the earth again. Well, he will one day. Okay, Mr. Theology. Of course, <laughs> when he comes back again. Yeah, but yeah. until that time, I don't think he will. We trust God. That we God, trust God. God is in control, that God loves his creation, and there is a planet. At one point, one day, I believe that God will destroy this earth and recreate a new earth, and I cannot wait for that day. Yeah. But in the meantime, we take care of what we have, and we look to God, we trust him, and we worship him. Okay, so cats out of the bag, Junior. We are annoying. Yeah, and I feel like we've got to get our girls back. So Jordan and I brought a list, and we are going to now name everything <laughs> that annoys us at our wives. No, I'm just joking. I, I think it's been out for a while that we, we really are annoying. Uh, if you're in close relationship with anyone for a long period of time, you are bound to get annoyed. It's just going to happen. And, and it's interesting with spouses. I don't know, Junior, if you've noticed this, but what used to attract you to your spouse can over the years be the thing that actually starts to annoy you the most. Yeah. So, so part of the reason my wife fell in love with me was part of my confidence and trust. But over the years, I guess that can start to now kind of annoy her because I'm worry-free, you know? <laughs> or, or for me, part, part of what attracted me to her was her organization and her cleanliness. And not going to lie, sometimes I can be pretty annoyed by that now. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting? I, I read something a while back that, um, you know, when you start dating somebody, you have like these butterflies 
yeah. right and like even just like the annoying things that they do you think like oh it's just so cute that yeah. you know she does that or that exactly. he does it. it's just so cute but then after i think after six months is usually when those butterflies die down and that's when the annoyances really start to kick in and so it's just it's just true whoever you live with whether you're married or whether you have a roommate or whether you work with somebody whether you're alive and breathing and have a friend you're going to get annoyed. That's exactly right. And I think, Junior, the big question we want to hit right now is how do we not let these small annoyances kill the relationship? Yeah, because it Kill happens. the marriage, kill the friendship, kill the work environment. How do we do this? Yes, because it happens. And I would, I would venture to say this is a major problem for so many people. I, I, I think that you should really think about this. Are you easily annoyed? Because if you are, your job is going to suck. Your marriage is going to be a drag. Your friendships are going to be very difficult and strained. A lot of us walk around easily annoyed, and it is killing us. And so we have two ways to get over annoyances. The first way to give it over annoyances is to speak life. That's actually uh, been, been was a motto of mine for 2021. I have a bracelet that I'm wearing right now, and on it is engraved, Speak Life. Because here's the reality. We either speak life or speak death into our relationships mm. and into our, any relationship, whether it's marriage or dating or uh, working relationships. You think about the person who just complains about their work. That's all they do. They just want to complain about their work. And the reality is they're just speaking death into their job. Do you really think you're going to have a great career by just complaining about it all the time? No, you're just going to be easily annoyed by it. So you got to speak life into your marriage. Speak life into your working relationships. Speak life into your friendships. You're exactly right because we move towards what we give our attention to. Yeah. And so if we're constantly just giving our attention to all of the negativity and, and flaws in the world and in our friendships, well, we're going to move that direction. And that's all we're going to think about. Yeah. I, I did this with, with Lindsay when we were first dating. She was going back to school. She was a teacher and I got her a first aid kit for like going back to school. And I filled it with like Tylenol, candy, hand sanitizer a massage gift card when she when we were getting married i gave her another first aid kit i'm very romantic yes and this one was like a wedding day prep stuff so like bobby pins little love notes a kama sutra uh <laughs> shut and, up you no, no, no i'm totally okay <laughs> <laughs> then then the last year uh, this last year for our anniversary it was our five-year anniversary and i was like man you know what i gotta do something cool for Lindsay and so I realized that that our marriage what it needed more than anything was was a first aid kit and so what I did is I got her a cool box and I got and I wrote this long letter about just words and encouragement and yeah. I say the thing that's going to be the most healing part of our marriage is the way we speak to one another yeah. and so every once in a while I'll just I'll write a, a note an encouraging note or she'll write an encouraging note and she'll put it in that box or I'll put it in that box for them to read and it's yeah. like it's just these life-giving I'm going to intentionally focus on what you're good at and how awesome you right. are but our tendency is, is to do the exact opposite, yes. right? It's like what we were talking about when Nicole was in the canoe is we go out with our friends. It's just a bee fest. I'm going to sit here and complain about everything my husband does. I'm going to complain about everything my wife does. I'm going to get with the family around the table and just complain about work the whole time. What do you expect? You're just speaking death into that. The way to get over those annoyances is just like what you said, Jordan. I'm just going to speak life into it continually. So Jordan, what does it look like to speak life? Yeah, I, th I think partly it could even just be you saying, you know what? I'm not going to talk critically about my my work anymore 
Yeah. I'm not going to talk. That's a huge one for most people because yeah. I think 90 percent of some people's conversation is just about how terrible their job is. I feel like they. I feel like we almost get a hot a kick off of it, yeah. right? Like, oh, it's terrible. I just got to talk about all the terrible things. So maybe speaking life is like, no, I'm only going to speak good things about my work. Yeah. Uh, when I go out with my girlfriends, when I go out with the guys, I'm not going to talk crap about my spouse because the reality is, what we say it guides our actions. What we say it guides our heart. And so if all we're going to do is complain. All we're going to do is find the annoyances. But if we start speaking life, our heart goes that way. Dude, that's one thing I do like about our friendship. I don't know if you've noticed this, but we don't really talk too much crap or negativity to each other. No, not like to I, your face. I, I mean, I go home and I just <laughs> rag on you the whole time. You're the but, worst. But I'm for real. In, in our in our you know eight years of being friends, I don't think I've yeah. ever once heard you negatively talk bad about your wife. And you've told me things of like, hey, this is where we're working on, or we got in this argument. But you've never once like talked bad about her. Sure. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I and I've never heard you talk bad about Lindsay, which honestly makes our friendship very enjoyable because you're not like a drag to be around. I, I was with, uh, before Lindsay, I dated this girl, the exact opposite. Just yeah. death, 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 she would speak. I, I'd ask her how her day was and the, the it was first, negative. it was always it, this long story about how someone did this or something happened and it was exhausting. I remember that was one of the first things I noticed when I started dating Lindsay is, as I'd say, Lindsay, how was your day? And she said, oh my day, my, my, oh my word, my day was perfect. It was awesome. It was so good and I was yeah. like, is this normal? And that's life giving to be around a person like that. Life giving. Yeah. I was on cloud nine. Yeah. I got on down on my knees and marry me. <laughs> so are you a life giving person? Do you speak life or do you speak death? What type of person are you around? Because that's going to determine whether you're easily annoyed or not. The second way to get over your annoyances is to cover it up, which, okay, right off the bat, it sounds way too simplistic, like yeah. just cover it up. But hear me out. Peter says in, in one of his letters that he wrote in scripture, he says, above all, above everything else, Love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. I love that. Isn't that good? Paul, he, he, he also wrote probably the greatest explanation on what it looks like to actually practically love someone. And he says, this is what love does. Love bears all things. Bears meaning covers. Yeah, it's, it's like a picture of someone throwing a blanket over something to hide it. It's choosing to hide the other person's imperfections and hide their flaws every time they come up and frustrate you. You do it because that's what love does. Now, we want to do the opposite, right? I want to point out everything at my job. I want to point out everything about my spouse. But love covers that. Yeah, it's all about choosing your battles. Yeah. In, in premarital counseling, that was one of the best pieces of advice they gave us. P pick your battles. Don't always bring up every little thing you're annoyed about and make it a fight because then you'll just be fighting all the time. And Junior, me, me and you both know couples that do this. Yeah. They just fight all the time because they're constantly nitpicking. Right. Oh, then you're not getting your way. No, no. Love covers a multitude of sins. And, and to, be, to be fair to our wives, Jordan, we did ask them to bring a list. And we both did. of them said, both of them said separately, at least to me, they said, I just didn't have a list. Like I had to sit down and think about it. But a lot of couples, it's just, they got this really, really, really long list. And what love does is love just covers, throws a cover over all of that. And it says, makes it I'm go just away. just going to love you. It's like the mafia. Yeah. And I'm going to choose to fight my battles. There's going to be yeah. times where yeah, we're going to have to talk about this because that's really not cool the way you talk to me or the yeah. what you did over there. But the way you load your dishwasher, whatever, I'm just going to love you. Yeah, my wife, she actually, she came with that list, but she's gotten really good in the last, I'd say, couple of years of just kind of saying, you know what, this is partly who Jordan is. Yeah. And I'm either going to just be mad at him and hate him for the rest of my life, or 
I'm just going to get over it and I'm going to love him because love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. She's done an amazing job with it. Yeah. And it's helped our marriage. And it's actually caused me to want to work on some of those things because I'm like, oh, wow, she she loves me and I want to get better for her. Right. And the reality is, is if you can't do that, if your love can't cover over those small little annoyances, can you really say you love them? That's I mean, good. honestly, can you really say you love them? Because think about the love of God and how much that covers for us. How can we turn around and not do that for others? Can we really say we love them if we don't? So if you want to not be easily annoyed, I'm not saying it's easy, but it is simple. You start speaking life into that relationship. And then number two, just decide I'm going to cover it. I'm going to cover I'm not going to keep that list. I'm just going to love them. Maybe speak up once in a while, but I'm just going to love them. So Jordan, what stuck out to you today? Oh my word, Junior! It's a word. <laughs> it is not a word. Yes, it is. Okay, Stuck. You know what we need? We haven't had her in season three yet, which is just a shame because actually, she is right. the highlight of our podcast. Yeah, she is the woman between our walls. I actually had some people message me and said, "Is she dead? She's not dead. She's very much alive. Yeah, alive and well. Let's call Nani, and she knows everything." All right, woman between our wall, welcome back. I know it's been a l- little while. I'm sorry, we just, me and Judy have been getting along really well. Yeah. Yeah, cool, I scary. see that, and I think that's great, but I think um, I missed you, and so maybe you need to disagree a little more. Well, we have a disagreement. <laughs> we do. And we need, well, let me ask you first and foremost, is English your first language? Actually, no. I My first language was Spanish. I learned English in kindergarten. <laughs> so she is a language master. Bilingual. Depending on how you answer this. Nanette, is the word stuck a word? Stuck. Stuck. Like, uh, what stuck out to you? (laughs) An incorrect use of that word. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean it's an incorrect? You've never said what stuck out to you? No, because she's saying. Yeah, no, that's not what that word means. And no, I've never said that because it's not correct. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Nani, I love you, but English is your second language, so goodbye. Well, what a fun river. I feel like we should bring in the ladies every river. Yeah, they, they, they were maybe a more, maybe on a more positive note. Yeah, that's true. But, Junior, we're, where are we at with our 30,000 downloads? Uh, we're, we're still pretty far, okay? We, we got a ways to go. <laughs> it looks like this canoe might crash. No, Junior, listen. Here's, here's the deal. We either go out or we don't. But I don't know what that means. <laughs> that doesn't really stick out to me or speak to me. <laughs> it means, listen... 30,000, like, we're serious about yeah, this. Yeah, we are. We we're are. serious. Yeah. So this, this 30,000. might crash. We might <laughs> crash this canoe. And I think either, I think, honestly, if it is our last, like, our last episode and we don't get it, then we're done. That's we're men right. of our words. We are men <laughs> of our words. So you better share this. Share this podcast. Get it out there. Review. We love the love. Please send it our way with those shares. Mm-hmm.